0: Uh, We're going to go two places, find Leviticus chapter number 25, if you will, please, and then Philippians chapter 3 for later, Uh, just a little while, we'll get on over there, but we're going to begin a reading there in Leviticus chapter number 25. Well, hopefully everybody made it to the grocery store to get milk and bread so you can be snowed in all day tomorrow. We'll see how that all works out as time goes on. Leviticus chapter 25, verse number 1. <clears throat> and the Lord spake unto Moses in Mount Sinai, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye come into the land which I give you, then shall the land keep a Sabbath unto the Lord. Six years thou shalt sow thy field, and six years thou shalt prune thy vineyard, and gather in the fruit thereof. But in the seventh year shall be a Sabbath of the rest of the land, a Sabbath for the Lord. Thou shalt neither sow thy field, nor prune thy vineyard. Uh, That which groweth of its own accord of thy harvest thou shalt not reap, neither gather the grapes of thy vine uh, undressed, for it is a year of rest unto the land. And the Sabbath of the land shall be meat for you, for thee, and for thy servant, and for thy maid, and for thy hired servant, and for thy stranger that sojourneth with thee. And for thy cattle, and for the beast that are in thy land, shall all the increase thereof be meat. And thou shalt number seven Sabbaths of a year unto thee, seven times, seven years, uh, and the space of the seven Sabbaths of year shall be unto thee forty and nine years. Then shalt thou cause the trumpet of the jubal to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month and the day of the atonement, shall ye make the trumpet sound throughout all your land. And ye shall hallow, hallow the fiftieth year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land unto all the inhabitants thereof. It shall be a jubil unto you, and ye shall Return every man unto his possessions, and ye shall return every man unto his family. A jubilee shall that fiftieth year be unto you. Ye shall not sow, neither reap that which groweth of itself in it, nor nor gather the grapes in it of thy thy come on, brain, of thy vine undressed. For it is the Jubilee, it shall be holy unto you, ye shall eat the increase thereof out of The field. Let's pray. We'll get going. Heavenly Father, we come to you now because, well, there's no place else to go. You have what we need out of this passage of Scripture and the other passage of Scripture we'll be looking at. We pray that you'd guide and direct. We pray that you'd help us with this. We pray that you'd give us a vision for this new year as individuals, that you would help us, Lord, to search our own self tonight, and Lord, see what it is that need be done, Father, we're thankful for the Bible. we're thankful uh, for Riverside Baptist Church. We're thankful, Lord, that you are still working in our lives, and we pray that you would use your work to do a work tonight. Uh, use your word to do a work tonight that only you can do. We need your help now, give us clarity of thought and speech, guide us, Lord, uh, as we open our mouth, you fill it, please, we pray, please, in Jesus name. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for standing. Please, please do be seated. As uh, God brought the children of Israel into the promised land, He had a plan laid out. And it was a good plan. Absolutely. And one, if it had been kept from then until now, would have benefited people greatly. I mean, just tremendously. It would have kept folks from getting too greedy. And it would have consistently given people the rest that is so greatly needed in our lives. This world has got to move moving too fast. It's going too fast. Uh, Of course, we know that God expected men to labor for six days and then take a day of rest. You know, it was a great time in the United States of America when everything would shut down on Sundays. It was a great time. Whoa, boy, I can remember Mom saying Saturday night, we need to make it down the cliffs to fill up the car. Well, how come, Mama? Well, because everything's going to be closed tomorrow. I mean, everything shut down on Sunday because it was a day of rest. People really recognized that the plan that God had from the beginning was the best plan uh, that we could have. Um, Just about everything was shut down except for churches. So people went to church. There wasn't much else to do. And so people made purpose to go and to be in church. Um, No one would schedule things on Sunday uh, because it was the Lord's Day and it was a day of rest. Uh, Even the people that did not attend church, they made it a day of rest where they'd go and spend time with family and friends and sit, fellowship, all those different things. It was God's plan from the beginning. Certainly wish it was that way now, but here we are where we are. God had a further plan for the children of Israel, too, as they went into the promised land. They were to work their fields for six years. Then on the seventh year, they were to allow that land to rest and recuperate. Work it, plow it, plant it, harvest it for six years. Then on the seventh year, just let it be fallow. Just just don't touch it, don't plow, don't do anything. Uh, On those years, anything that grew wild in their fields or in their orchards was to be for them and for their servants and for uh, uh, their maids and for the strangers that might be sojourning through during that time. However, and I love this, however, the increase of the cattle on that year was to be meat. Oh man, what a great time. No, no, uh, no, no, no. God is all for us eating meat. Yeah, steaks all around. Hallelujah. Man, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. God's plan in all of that. And after seven of these seven-year periods had passed, or 49 years, then the 50th year was to be hallowed as the year of Jubilee. The Lord so blessed... This year as a time of, uh, of of renewal, a time of festivity, uh, a time of hope for his people, and he he so blessed it that he commanded them not to plow or sow the land. Now this is the blessing of God. Don't plow the land. Don't sow the land. God promised that the that the produce of the year preceding the Sabbath year would be so good it would be enough food and 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 produce to carry over the Sabbath year and the year of Jubilee. It was God's way of doing things. And we know even now, as we do things God's way, that God blesses it. And people wouldn't think about this now. Oh man, well, we're not going to farm for a year? That's crazy, we'll lose. But I'm telling you, I truly believe with everything in me, that if we would have just kept God's plan all the way around, it'd still be working just the way He intended for it to work. Anyway, it was the year of jubilee and and the year of jubilee was a great time. Uh, the Israelites, who had been forced to sell property because they could not pay their debts uh, received their property back in the year of jubilee. talks about that on on down in chapter number twenty five and it was an, it was really an unmatched structure of social righteousness, a way that God took care of everyone. He made sure that everyone's needs were met. He made sure that everyone had some property. He made sure that everyone had some food. I mean, it was a great plan that came directly from God. God saw to it that each Israelite was treated fairly, that they weren't oppressed. And and during this year, if people were, were in debt, get this, if people were in debt, their debts were canceled. Well, it's a good thing there weren't credit cards back then because everybody had been working hard to fill them up. Man, Jubilee's coming. Fill up the credit card. This is going to be a great time. Anyway, their debts were canceled. And it went even further. Those that had been sold into slavery, because slavery was a deal back then, whatever reason may have been, they were freed, they were redeemed by the Lord. I mean, it was a time of refreshing. It was a great time. This year of jubilee, it was a year of freedom, and it was a year of joy, and it was a year of festivity, for it was an opportunity to start all over again. We get to start all over again. Debts are wiped away. Oh, man, I mean, I mean everything is, is coming around. It's going to be fresh and new. This is, this is going to be great. We can put it this way. It was a year of new beginnings. New beginnings. That's what this year is all about. It's a year of new beginnings. The year of Jubilee. We know that uh, in 2021, uh, for Riverside Baptist Church, that marks the 50th year of this church's existence. The 50th year. That's a big thing for a church nowadays. Not a lot of them last that long anymore. And stay true to the Bible for that many years truly like this church has managed to do thank god for it a wonderful wonderful thing and uh so we have the year of jubilee of course we're looking forward to that celebration and coming august and celebrating the 50 50th year of the church uh on august 15th going to be a wonderful time a lot of things going to be happening at that time on that on that weekend on that day remembering everything that the lord has done for us um But what kept coming to me and coming to me was this idea of new beginnings. New beginnings. What better time to start some things in our Christian lives all over again? I'm talking about making new beginnings in our walk with God. New beginnings. Um, We're going to go to to Philippians chapter 3 here in a minute. If you want to go over there, it's fine. If you've been around here very long, you've heard me say before that the excitement that God gave us when He saved our soul, the joy that God gave us when He saved our soul, the joy that we had when we finally realized, man, my sins have been forgiven. I've been born again by the Spirit of God. Something has happened inside of me. I mean, that joy that pushed us to a place that we wanted to talk to others about it. I mean that we couldn't hardly keep our mouths shut about it. And it really didn't matter to us what anybody thought about our newfound Christianity, our newfound beliefs. It really didn't matter. And not that we were trying to be uppity, not that we were trying to act like we were better than anybody, not that we were looking down our nose at anybody, not, nothing like that. It was just such a thrill inside of us. It was just such a wonder that God would save us. It was just such a great thing that, man, we wanted to get involved in whatever it is that we could be involved, that we might be better Christians, that we might continue to grow, that we might continue to go forward, that we would learn more about what God has for us. And I've said it many a time also that that the Bible is a book that cannot be exhausted. We cannot exhaust the Word of God. The more that we get in it, the more that we study, the deeper it gets. I don't think that we've reached the deepest end of the Bible as mankind at all. I don't think we begin to touch really everything that's in there. And so it really doesn't matter if we think that we are uh, deep theologians, there's still more to learn. And and, and I'm afraid that as time goes on, that we lose that excitement of being a new Christian. Uh, I think that part of that is because we get around other people uh, who seem to want to pour cold water on things, or seem to want to bring out all the negative of the Christian life. Uh, they, 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 they want to downplay things. Uh, they want to point out that this isn't important and that isn't important. But we have to be very careful about talking like that to one another because we don't know what's important at their, at their uh, to their life at that point, whether it's important to us or not. Because God works on us as individuals, doesn't He? And sometimes I get to feel in, even in my own Christian life, that there needs to be new beginnings. Uh, a newfound, uh, a newfound uh, 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 thrill of being a born-again child of God. I mean, uh, uh, a newfound passion, Brother Dave, to, to go out and tell people about Jesus Christ. Uh, a newfound passion, even as was preached this morning, to, to disciple other people or to be discipled i mean a newfound passion to get in the bible like uh, like we haven't in a long time and to dig out those nuggets that are in there i mean to search for that to search through the unsearchable riches of the lord jesus christ and to be thrilled about it again no, no, not that. We're just coming and we're doing our duty, and we come to church and we carry our Bible and we do all these different things. I'm talking about, I'm talking about a new beginning, about looking back to to that time that we were uh, uh, newly saved, and, and 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 getting back to a time where we we truly want everything that God has to offer. And we're not so consumed by the problems of this world. And we're not so consumed about, uh, about everything going on besides our Christianity. And we're not so consumed uh, by, by uh, uh, what's happening even in the United States of America that we can't be totally focused on what God wants us to do. Uh, I'm telling you, the most important thing for a born-again child of God is to be focused on everything that God has for us. And I think that we need to, we would do well to. I think we would do well to to get back to some new beginnings. To decide that we're going to be uh, more studious. To decide we're going to be uh, 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 more apt to be involved in the ministries of our church. To, to, to determine that, that we are going to be so excited about our salvation once again that we can't but... Go out and tell other people about it. That we're going to be determined to invite more people to church. That we're going to be determined to pray for more people in our prayer life. That we're going to be determined to be more of what God would have us to be and less of what we have become since that time that we did get saved. I'm thankful for every good thing that God has done in my life since He saved my soul. I'm thankful for that. And anything that's good, He's done it. Understand. And I'm thankful for every good thing that He has done. But I'm telling you, as time goes on, we start overlooking some things, don't we? And we start putting some things aside and say, well, that's just not important anymore. Or, you know, I used to, I used to do a lot of that. But, you know, I mean, other people are doing it now, so it's not that big of a deal. Well, it is, big a, deal. It is a big deal. And it is important that we stay busy uh, In the work of God, however God would have us to do that, until the time that we go to be with Him. And I really do believe it is very, very important that we stay excited about the things of God. And I think that that we have lost that to an extent. You know, this church has been in existence for 50 years because we have worked hard through those 50 years to uh, propagate the gospel, to tell others about the Lord Jesus Christ, to make sure that the gospel is going out. Uh, not only not only around the world, but with the missionaries we support, but right here in Saint Joseph, America, and and, and after after last year and everything that happened, and, and what we're facing this year, the unknown. I think that we need to get a. I think we need to get a fresh vision. I think we need to get 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 a uh, uh, take a fresh look at how we can reach more people right here in Saint Joseph. Uh, I mean that we can be busy. Uh, getting the gospel out to people and then we can be busy and trying to get them into some type of discipleship i I mean we want them to be saved and we want them to be a part of the church and we want them to to grow in the nurture and admonition of our lord Uh, but there has to be people that do that And, and the more people that are that are um Uh, looking at that and the more people that have a vision for that and the more people that are determined to get involved in that the more people we're going to reach right here in St. Joseph America And, and no doubt nobody would fuss with this nobody would argue with this there's a great need in our city I mean tremendous need in our city you can't drive around this city and cruise the streets and go downtown and look at all the things that are not godly in this city and think any different. I'm telling you, there's great need. The drug problems here are out of control. Uh, the, the, there, there's bar rooms everywhere you go. There's bar rooms uh, that that's just a place of total. Uh, it's just a place of total destruction of lives, and and the only hope for them is the Lord Jesus Christ. But I'm telling you, if we don't have that fresh vision, I mean, if we don't go back to that new beginning, if we don't determine, well, preacher, I'm telling you, I've been here for a long, long time. I'm thankful for those that have been members of this church for many, many years. And I mean that sincerely as I can say it. And I know that some have grown and some are um, uh, golden age saints. Did that sound good? That's better than saying old folk, ain't it? Some are golden age saints. And it's all good. And they can't do what they once did. I understand that also. But I'm telling you, there needs to be a new vision for praying too. Uh, no, no, a new vision. No, no, no. I mean, God God can't do anything. No, God does not do anything outside of prayer. He doesn't do anything. Mercy more can be accomplished if, if those that can't go out and do the things they used to do would get on their face more and pray that those that, that can do those things would get involved in those things. I'm telling you, the Spirit of God still moves in people's lives, but we have to decide that it's the most important thing that we do. Oh, come on, we, I know we have family, we have jobs, we have all those different things. But the most important thing in your life in my life as a believer is fulfilling God's purpose for our life. And He will allow us to do all these other things too. Raise a family, take care of a home, take care of all those things. But, but, but it is His plan that we're getting the gospel out to a lost and dying world. So He will make provision for that too in your life. And He will make a way for you to get involved in that also in your life. But what we have to do is we have to decide that we're going to start again. We're going to start afresh. There's got to be a new beginning somewhere. Over here in Philippians, excuse me, in chapter number 3 and verse number 10, the Bible says that I may know him, the apostle Paul writing here from prison, by the way, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus." we 're going to look at several things here but but i 'm telling you as i as I prayed and as I looked and as I thought about this new beginnings i I came here first uh, because he said uh, he said, "I am going to forget those things which are behind now now let me let me take a little liberty here uh, you know i 'm thankful. I'm thankful that God saved me out of the horrible life He saved me out of. And I'm thankful He's forgiven me of my sin. And I'm thankful He has changed my life. And I certainly want to forget all of that trash just to the best of my ability and move forward in what God would have me to do. It, it, it's very important that anybody... No, no, no. I mean that we, that we realize that God saved us, He forgave us, and He forgot. And the best we can is just forget that old life, just to leave it behind, to move forward and all those things. But I'm telling you, when we're looking at the year of Jubilee and new beginnings, I think it would do us well. I'm talking to us as believers that have been here and that are established or trying to move forward and all. I think it would do us well just to decide that, you know, even though I have accomplished some things past in my Christian life and done these different things, it's time to take a, have a new beginning of what I can do from this point forward. We don't know how much time we have left on this earth. It really is true. We, we really don't know how much time we have left on this earth. And, and we should want to be productive in our Christianity, in what God has left us here to do. We should want to be productive. And so, you know, sometimes we get to thinking that we're okay. Sometimes we get to thinking that we have arrived. Sometimes we get to thinking that we don't need to go any further in our Christian life. The Apostle Paul was not a man that thought too highly of himself. I mean, he knew he wasn't perfect. Perfection is only going to be attained once we drop these old robes of flesh and rise to meet him in the air. I'm I'm thankful that that time is going to come. But I mean, we're not going to be perfect until that time. And we have to remember this, that God has a plan. And his plan is to conform us into the image of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And let me just go ahead and throw this out. None of us are there yet. None of us are there yet. It doesn't matter whether you've been saved five years, five days, 50 years, 70 years. It doesn't matter. None of us are there yet. None of us have been conformed completely in, into the image of his precious son. And the, the apostle Paul knew that in his own life. In Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 8, he said, Unto me, who am less than the less, uh, less, than the less of the saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. He said, man, I'm the least of the least. Boy, oh boy, I'm just glad that God allows me to do something. I'm glad to save my soul. I'm glad he allows me to do anything for for him. I'm thankful. The Apostle Paul was probably one of the greatest believers that ever lived. However, he wasn't satisfied with his walk with God. He wasn't satisfied. He's writing this from prison, trying to encourage other people. He's still not satisfied with his walk with God. I mean, he hadn't turned back on God. He hadn't stopped serving God. He hadn't quit moving forward. But I mean, he still wasn't satisfied with his own walk with God. <clears throat> I think sometimes it do us well just to, just to forget. Uh, 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 I want to try to make this clear as I can. Uh, just, just, just kind of forget, to an extent, what what we what we have learned. Up to the point of where we are in our Christianity. And just to start all over again. Uh, I I don't know. I I know that a lot of you that are in here, that have been here in the church for a time, I know that a lot of you went through the ABCs of Christianity at one time or another. It's a tremendous Bible study, tremendous discipleship program. I mean, absolutely tremendous. And I love it. I love going through it. I've gone through it. I don't know how many times I've gone through it. I've gone through it with a lot of different people. I'm going through it with different people right now. And I love it every time I go through it. Well, how come, preacher? Because every time I go through it, I learn something. Every time I go through it, something's fresh, something's new. Oh, some of it is like, you know, oh, yeah, I knew that, knew that. But I mean, every time I go through it, it's like, man, oh, man. And, and boy, and this and that. And, and, and I think it would do us well just to realize that maybe we don't know everything we think we know. And maybe we haven't arrived to the place we think we should, or should be. I mean, maybe we're not as spiritual as we think we are. Maybe we're not as close to God as we think we are. Maybe we're not fulfilling His purpose completely in our life. I mean, maybe there is more for us to do. Maybe there is more that He would want from us. Maybe there is some more growth for us if we would just say, if we would just determine in our own heart, look, I've got to just, I've got to, I've got to apply myself. I I know that, I know that I'm saved. I know that, man, God's done great things in my life, and and certainly you don't want to forget those. And, and, And I know that God's that God's done things in my life that only He could do, and we don't want to forget those. But maybe it's good for us just to decide I need a refresher course. Uh, I need to re—I need to renew some things. I need to restart some things. I, I need to figure out where I can serve God. I need to figure out how I can grow more in Christ. I need to figure out why that my heart seems so cold at times. And I don't get anything out of the song service. And I don't get anything out of the preaching service. And it just seems like I'm coming and going and coming and going and coming and going. It's not any big deal. I mean, something is in there that's blocking. Because even as I started out with all of this, I do believe that God wants us to have that joy and rejoicing that we had when we first figured out that I had been saved by the grace of God I believe he wants us to have that and many have lost that and, and I'm telling you, every time we come together as a body of believers, I mean, it should be re- joy and rejoicing. Hallelujah. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. We should come with a heart full of praise and a heart full of worship. I mean, it shouldn't be where the, where the song director has to prompt us to sing louder, or sing greater, and look unto the Lord and all those things, even though, even though it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good thing for, for Him to do. It should be that when we come in here, we're just ready for whatever God has. For us, and 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 we keep a uh, we keep a uh, we keep a. Uh a, a contrite spirit I, I mean it's like Lord I know that I'm not where I need to be and Father when I go to church tonight when I go to church tomorrow morning will you please speak to me will you please help me I, I, I'm thankful for what you've done here and all this and, and I'm thankful for everything you've done in my life but I, I know there's more I know there's more that you want to do and I'm tired of being apathetic and I'm tired of being complacent and I'm tired of thinking that, that there's just nothing else and this is it or this is all to. Christ. Christianity. I'm telling you, no matter where you are in your Christianity, there's more. There's people sitting in this auditorium at one time you were so excited, so excited to serve the Lord. You were so excited to serve the Lord, and that is gone. it's gone. If you're asked to do something now, you might do it. Oh, yeah, well, you know, yeah. Well, but the excitement is gone. God doesn't want the excitement to be gone. It's not God's fault if the excitement is gone. He wants, us, he, wants us to be, uh, he wants us to be excited about what He would have us to do, about what He's trying to do in our life, about how He is trying to guide us, about what He is trying to teach us. He wants to to help us. I mean, just sitting in here tonight, come on, listen to me, please. Just sitting in here tonight, can you say that you're satisfied with your walk with God? I mean, being truthful with yourself and truthful with God, can you say that you're completely satisfied with your walk with God? I mean, was there ever a time in your life as a believer that you felt closer to God than you do now? Those things that you used to do for God are they still a part of your life? I mean, do you still do, do, do you still do you still pursue those things? I'm saying that maybe we should look at the year 2021 as a time for new beginnings in our lives as individuals. What is it that God needs to do in my heart? What is it God wants to do in my heart? What sin? What sin has set in on me that I am so that I am so that I am so dead? that my prayer life is just nothing but a struggle and that my Bible reading time is just empty and, and, and that, that, that everything just seems to be the same old, same old, week after week after week. Does God really want it to be that way? Let me go ahead and answer that. No. He doesn't. He wants us to be excited about our about our salvation. He wants us to be excited about what He is doing in our life. And there's some that if I ask you, what's God doing in your life right now? You couldn't answer. You'd have no answer for it. And we know that God is consistently working and truly if we're pursuing a walk with him in that way i mean asking him on a regular basis lord help me to be more what i should be for you lord convict me of sin that's in my life lord help me to live the life that you would have me to live help me to forsake my own way so i can go your way no, if we're praying and things like that, guess what? God's going to be working in areas like that. And he's going to be convicting us and he's going to be changing us. And and he's going to be breaking us at time where there're tears in the night, but there can be joy in the morning. We spend time with him. I mean, I mean begging him, "Lord, I am so tired. I'm so I'm so tired of this 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 Christianity I'm trying to live. And I need more from you than this. I I, I want it. But God, there's something between me and you that's just keeping me from being what I know that you would want me to be. Search me, Lord. Help me. Help me to start afresh. Help me to start anew. Help me to look back that day that you saved me and remember the joy and rejoicing that took place at that time. I mean, maybe you just need to take a real good look at your life. Something's missing. Do you really think that you've achieved all that you're ever going to be able to achieve as a Christian? The Apostle Paul said, brethren, I count on myself to apprehend it. I know I'm not made it. I know I'm not there. I know more needs to happen. I mean, there's probably some areas, I mean, or many areas in each one of our lives that could use some help. Lord, I need help. I need you to do something. It's dangerous when you get to thinking that that we have no need of going further because we all have need of going further. Do you still care about the lost? Do you still value your Bible time? Do you have a real prayer life? I mean, do you have a real prayer life? Do you still look forward to the church services? Are you always looking for ways that you can serve others? Are you ready and willing to jump in and help with the church ministries? I mean, where are you in your Christian life, in your Christian walk? Maybe it's time for a new beginning. To refresh, renew. We're talking about our spiritual life, the life that we live for God. Do you really think there's no need to work on it? I mean, do you really think there's no need to work on your spiritual life, your Christian walk? Do you really, really think that you've arrived? And even in those shortcomings that are so evident to you, those ones you know of that Well, you know, I know this should, I know it should be different. I know I should think different. I I know I I need to, and I know I need to quit, and I know I need to start. And No, no, those things that are so, those things that are so evident and have been for a long, long time. Don't you think it's time to do something about those? And it has to be a personal choice. You have to be willing to say, Lord, I'm ready, to, I'm ready and willing to follow you. I'm ready and willing to do whatever you would have me to do. No, I'm telling you, things can, can, turn, things can, things can turn 180. I mean, there can be real repentance at an altar where things turn 180. You're headed one way, but you, you, you see the need. Lord, I am so sick of this type of Christianity in my own life. It's time for a change that we would go to an altar. That we would be broken. That we're not where we need to be. That we would confess and repent and do some, do some, some business with God. I'm telling you, there can be a change. No, there can be a change that happens tonight that will proceed tomorrow. I'm going to change some things in my life. Everything's gotten so touchy feely. I mean, in, in society as a whole, everything's gotten so touchy feely. Well, preacher, you know, I just don't feel like God is trying to. I just don't feel like God wants me. I just don't feel like. Well, well just just stop that for a minute and read your Bible. And know that God wants this. And know that God wants that. And know that God doesn't want this. And He doesn't want that. And just say, Lord, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what I feel like, but I want to go Your way. I want to make some decision for You. And I really don't care what everybody else is doing because if I make these decisions some other people are going to go well I just can't believe it and you don't know and you don't even need to do that or well I mean it's just yesterday you were still doing these things and now you just think you're Holy Joe or whatever the case may be. No, 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 no. We just decide it really doesn't matter what everybody else thinks we are going to do what God wants us to do and it really doesn't matter how we feel we are decidedly determined that we're going to do what God would have us to do no matter how we feel. Because it's not about feelings. And I'm very, very thankful. I'm very thankful that when you're, when you're in the center of the will of God and doing what God would have you to do, I'm very thankful for the good feeling that it gives you. Because it does. I mean, it's great knowing that. It's great knowing that you have things confessed up. It's great knowing that you're trying your best to do what God would have you do. I mean, it's a great feeling. Man, that the, the 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 load is lifted off your shoulders and you know you're headed in the right way. Glory to God, absolutely wonderful, wonderful. But there has to be decisions to do such. And and, and we get so we get so apathetic, so complacent, I mean so satisfied. That's a good word for it. We're just satisfied. Preacher, it's not like I'm a you know, mass murderer or anything. Well, that's good. Makes me feel better about it being in here. You're not a mass murderer. But are you what God wants you to be? And I, I mean, no, no. Are you striving for that? Because it, easy, it is easy to get satisfied. Preacher, I'm reading my Bible every day. Need to read a Bible every day. I'm praying a little bit. Can't be, can't be a good, dedicated, successful Christian without prayer life. I put some money in the plate. Keep doing that. Oh, you expected that anyway. <laughs> but has it gotten to? No, no, no. In your life, has it just gotten to be that's what you do because that's what Christians are supposed to do? Or are you really where God wants you to be? Spiritually, excited about the things of God. Or maybe that's, maybe that's, I started to say maybe that's second place in your life. Maybe that's tenth place in your life. Or maybe even further down the chart. I really feel like we're so surrounded by the things of the world and and media, social media, all the things that bombard us. And we're so consumed with those things and we give so much time to those things. I think it robs us. It robs us of the joy that God wants us to have. It, It robs us from having a mindset on God Himself. Because really our mind should be on the Lord. Oh no, I know you have to work and your mind has to be on a job. I understand that. But I'm telling you, anytime, anytime that anything comes up, our mind should be on the Lord. Come on, those people you work with that are on their way to hell. I mean, do you really give it any thought? Or you just worry, just worry what they're going to think about you if you start inviting them to church every time that you talk to them or trying to talk to them about Jesus. Hey, can I tell you some? Can I show you something out of the Bible? I mean, is it to the place where you're not about to say anything like that? Because, well, you're satisfied with their Christianity. Maybe it's time for new beginnings. God give us that. And it doesn't have to be the 50th year. It doesn't have to be, I'm telling you, I'm no, no, no. Our God is as such if we are just willing to come to Him and truly allow Him to make some changes and very ready to make the changes. Because it's not going to do any good to come up here and and, and, and boohoo and slobber and, and, and cry and all of that if when we get up we're not going to do anything about it. It takes effort on our part. We have to be willing to change. Well, preacher, I know that God doesn't. Well, then change. Preacher, I'm telling you, you know, I mean, it's just tough. I know. But we're never going to move forward unless we decide to move forward. If you know that you haven't arrived, if you know there's things that need to change in your life, then just admit it. Admit it. And back up. And restart some things. New beginnings. He said, but this one thing I do Forgetting those things which are behind. This one thing I do. Let me prompt you something here. I, I want to prompt you right here to think about your biggest hindrance that's between you and God. I want you to think about your biggest hindrance in moving forward in your Christian life. What would that be for you? How would that look for you? What is it that needs to change what, what will it what will it take on your part on your part on your part your part to make a change? What will it take on your part? you know it 's crazy that things when God does things in our life and we um, Somewhere along the way, we decide that we don't need that anymore or we can turn back from that. We, we really don't need that or whatever. I mean, God prompted us at one time to do whatever and then along the way, we just think, ah, we, I can ditch that and I can ditch that and that's not really important whatever the case may be. I mean, that might be, that might be the case in some lives. Well, what's it going to take to make a change in your life? Well, preacher, what are we supposed to do? Start over. New beginning. Renew commitments. Ask God to help you to do what only He can help you to do. Paul wasn't zealous just about his justification. He wasn't zealous just because he got saved. He, he was very, very zealous because that God had changed his life and was changing his life. He was zealous about that. Yeah, man. No, no, it's like, man, oh man, oh man, I want him to do more. I want God to do more in my life. If we ever lose that, then we we're going to miss out on the thrill that God does have for us. We, we, we want we want so we, we need we need so badly to continue to allow God to be God what is it you've left behind what is it that you have picked up that should not have been picked up by a Christian what is it? The Apostle Paul sitting in prison. (laughs) Sitting in prison and writes this, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Pushing forward. He said, I haven't made it. I'm not there yet. The Apostle Paul was a tremendous public figure before he was ever saved. Very learned man. Highly looked up to. He may have been thinking, I used to think I was a pretty good guy. I used to think I was really somebody, but not now. I know I'm not near where I need to be. And when we think that this was about, I don't know, 30 years or so after Paul had gotten saved that he's writing this. Probably one of the best Christians that ever lived. And he's saying he's fallen short. You think maybe we've fallen short? You think maybe we've lost something that we once had? You think maybe that we've picked up some things along in our Christian life that should never have been picked up again? Do you think maybe we've gotten to a place where we think that we can just run our own life and God ought to be satisfied with that? We don't see any need to serve God anymore. I mean, we'll just do what we, we'll do what we want to do. And preacher, you just need to get off my back because I'm going to live the way I want to live. Do we really think that that is going to be fulfilling for, for us just because we come and sit in a church service? just because we carry our Bible, just because we throw some money in the plate. He said, this one thing I do. I mean, Paul had one great aim. He had one great purpose in life. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't attempting to mingle the world and, and his walk with God. No, 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 no. And One purpose. I want to go forward. I want to be everything that God would have me to be. I want to forget those things which are behind, reach forward to those things, reach forth unto those things which are before. New beginning. You know, God has a plan for your life, He wants it to be fulfilled. And it should be your desire to fulfill that plan. I mean, no matter what you've done. And really, no matter what you've done in the past, it's time to move forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, No, I know, I know, I know. We need to forget our sinful past. Absolutely so. But there's no need to look at your past accomplishments either. Like some badge you wear. I've got my Sunday school badge right here. I was so faithful all these different years. What about now? There's more to be accomplished. There's more to be done. You young people that are in here, man, oh man, oh man, oh man, I wish I had your youth. Youth is wasted on the young. I wish I had 50 more years to give the Lord. I wish I was your age and, and knew what I know now about, about God and His plan for, for life. I'm telling you, I, I'd give anything because I wouldn't have had to go through all the things that I went through if I'd have stayed, known Him and stayed by Him. What is it that's pulling you away from God? What is it that seems to be your hindrance? Boy, this year we're going to offer up a lot of opportunities for further discipleship. We're going to get the buses rolling again, Lord willing. We're going to need people that are ready and willing to be involved in that ministry. There's a whole new year staring us in the face right now. And I'm prompting you. I'm prompting you to back up and take a really good look at your life and determine to get more involved in what God has for you. Determined to get involved in the things that are happening at the church. And there's so much going on, no doubt about it. I mean, we have the Men of the Word, Prayer Breakfast, we have the Ladies in Fellowship Together, Bible Study, Vacation Bible School is going to come around this year, Family Camp, Teen Night, Refiners Fire Recovery Program. There's a lot of ways we can be reaching out to this community and there's never enough help. There's never enough help. And I really believe that if we would just take a good look at our life and just be very, very honest with ourself, with God, that we're not where we need to be in our life. Lord, I need this new beginning. I mean, get out of your comfort zone. Refresh yourself with a discipleship course. Volunteer for some ministry. Get back in your Bible, back on your knees. Get back to that time that you were sold out as a believer. I mean, start moving forward once again. There shouldn't be any looking back. There's nothing back there for you. It's time for new beginnings. Time to go forward. You've got to get to a place where you say, nothing's going to deter me. Nothing's going to stop me. I'm going to determine and draw closer to God. We all want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Well, we're going to need to be faithful then. It's time to get a fresh vision. It's time to realize that what God has for you in this life way exceeds anything that this world has to offer. The year of Jubilee. I, I I wish, Brother John, it was like, you know, the debt was going to be erased and everything was the band, yeah. And stakes for everybody all year long? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm all for it. <laughs> for us, maybe it's a, just a time to uh, look real good at our own Christian life and see where we are or where we aren't. to know that God is a God of uh, restoration. He is a God of a second chance. He is a God that can restore uh, restore our joy. And He can give us that newfound fire if we'll determine He's more important than anything else. Are you satisfied where you are? You know, we get to follow the Lord. We get to follow Him. He's never led me astray. The times that He's given me a wake-up call, like I'm talking about tonight, I cherish those. Because I know Bill Marshall. And I don't want to be what Bill Marshall once was. I want to be everything that God would have me to be. New beginnings. What is it that needs to change in your life? And why wouldn't you just go ahead and make the decision to do that Now, tonight. Well, preacher, that's just going to upset my whole life. Right. But I guarantee you, it will upset your life for the good and not for the bad. Brother Joey, the Lord gives us a chance to make new beginnings every day. His mercies are new every morning. My heart's desire is that we as a church would be on fire for 2021. I mean, excited about the things of God, excited about reaching people for the Lord, Excited about the, the things that God is doing in our life. Excited about our prayer life. Excited about our Bible reading. Excited about the ministries. Just excited about what God is doing. There's nothing holding you back but you. It's just a fact. Why don't you make some new beginnings tonight? That we might see the fruit of that in months to come. I believe that's what God has for us. Let's stand. Would you stand with me? Father, we come to you tonight, Lord, a people in need, without a doubt. We need that which only You can offer us. We need that which only You can do in our hearts, in our lives, in our homes, our marriages, in the lives of our children, in the lives of those that we're around on a regular basis. We, we need You to work. But Lord, I know You won't work against our will. You work as we yield to You. And as we allow it. And I have no doubt in my mind that you've spoken to people's hearts tonight about their own Christian walk, their Christian service, about what they used to do and what they're doing now. Or about things that are in their life they know that should not be in their life. Things that they should be doing. Father, I just pray that each one would yield and whatever you want to accomplish in our lives would be accomplished because of decisions that we make even tonight. Thank you for being so good to us. Thank you for the 50 years here at Riverside, Riverside Baptist Church. And thank you for being a God of new beginnings. Help us, Lord, to continue on. Help us, we pray. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the piano's going to play. Many have already come. Folks are praying. Why don't you come? Why don't you take a minute? Why don't you spend some time with God? Why, why don't you just ask Him? Uh, Lord, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why I'm where I'm at now. I'm not sure what happened along the way. I'm not sure what's made me so cold. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what killed my prayer life. I'm not I'm not sure why I don't enjoy reading my Bible anymore. I'm not sure why the church services aren't what they once were. I I'm just not sure. But God I'm willing to do whatever you'd have me to do if you just shook me. If you just help me. I'm sick of where I am, God. I don't enjoy my Christianity anymore. I don't enjoy serving You anymore. I don't get what I once got out of the things of God anymore. Lord, help me. Renew me. Help me to make decisions, commitments.